Good day and welcome to Rockets with Chief, conversations to take you places. I'm your host, Daniel Robus, and I will be taking you through an interesting voyage of discovery today as we have Christo Janssen von Rensburg in. He's an entrepreneur, growing businesses and hacking habits is his mainstay. Christo, you've got experience across the spectrum. You seem to have done a lot in your life so far. You've been a game ranger, you've traveled the world, and you've been in big business. You are now on a totally new path of being an entrepreneur, an investor, and a life coach. Thank you for joining us today. It's a joy to speak to you, and I think the audience will gain a lot from this episode. I haven't seen you in the flesh in 2022. How has January gone for you? Yeah, thank you very much, Daniel. I'm really, really um, humbled uh, to be um, on the show and thank you very much for the opportunity. So, yeah, January has been actually very, very interesting for me. I was supposed to be in the UAE and to go and have a look at what's happening over there um, and just get some stuff settled and sorted out um, in my personal life. But with all the um, strict traveling policies and stuff like that, I did not make it to the UAE, so currently uh, still here in South Africa, and I use that opportunity to, to really focus on what's currently happening within South Africa and just reaching out to um, some of my businesses and clients to get an understanding of what's happening within their businesses, and I must say I was astonished to see the resilience and the upbeat nature that is currently, mm-hmm. especially in the SME space, um, that is currently happening with those business owners, and I can definitely attest to the same within my own business, you know, and shooting the lights out, um, and really having a great start to 2022. That's brilliant. What's keeping you busy right now? Um, so there's two parts that I would like to make sure with you. Personally, um, I've decided to, to sign up for a mental toughness challenge this year. Okay. Um, and it starts off with, with 75 days at, at the beginning, um, but I've signed up for the whole year. And... Yeah, it's completely throwing me outside of my comfort zone and I'm learning wow. a lot about myself. Um, wow. You know, I think that um, the reason why I signed up for this specific challenge is to, I think we all say in life, you know, we, we've got grit mm. Um, mm. and this is really testing, you know, do I have grit and do I have the metal um, to, to see this too, you know, so the first 75 days is quite intense. Okay. And then after that, that eases up a little bit, but the intensity stays at the same level um, throughout the year. So, yeah, um, really, really um, enjoying that journey. And, you know, what I've learned so far from that experience is that if you take a little bit of focus and a little bit of attention and you apply that into something that you would like to achieve, it goes extremely long way. So, wow. you know, I would say that that is one of the very early um, uh, takeaways within this journey for me. Wow. Um, and it's, it's, still, it's, still, it's still a fairly, uh, you know, fresh journey uh, mm. for me, but, mm. but really enjoying the experience. And I, and I have to say, you know, as part of the, um, the, the takeaway that I've just shared with you, mm. uh, another one is, is that you have to be ruthless with your time, right? uh, both personally and professionally. If you are not ruthless with your time, you're going to run into issues. Mm. Mm. I love that. And we talk about maximizing your impact and using your time effectively. You know, people have this busyness where they're on the treadmill. It feels great being busy, but you never get anywhere. And that's definitely not your state of mind. You're always moving from one place to the other and trying to improve yourself both mentally and physically. Do you think that this year mental health and mental um, mental fortitude 
is becoming more of a customer discussion point? Is it being more understood and accepted? And why do you think it is right now? Uh, definitely, definitely. I think people are busy showing up, you know, from, from a mental perspective, you know, and I want to use the word vulnerable, but not okay. in the stake or in the sense of being um, weak, but in the sense of being strong. You know, people are reaching out, people are standing up and saying, you know, that I'm facing um, X, Y, and Z challenge in my life, or I have X, Y, and Z, um, you know, me not mental issue, but issue that I'm currently dealing with. And, you know, I'm actually not coping. Yeah. You know, and is there a little bit of advice that you can share? You know, what have you done in similar experiences? So, yeah, there's definitely um, this this groundswell of, of people becoming a little bit more conscious um, about their own uh, mental well-being, about, you know, what's happening around them um, in their direct, um, you know, circle of um, influence and, and yeah. getting a deeper understanding of, you know, how do we take that journey forward and be vulnerable and humble enough to, to yeah. seek our hand up and say, you know what, I need a bit of help here. Mm. Boys don't cry? Fact no, or fiction? I, no, I do not agree with that. Uh, definitely, um, it's, it's not about, um, you know, a sign of weakness when, when you cry. Mm. Um, you know, if you look at the, the neurological pathways behind crying, you know, you need to get those emotions out. Yeah. So um, one of the good ways is, is to physically let the tears flow and yeah. also helps you to clear your mind a little bit. So uh, definitely uh, do not agree with that statement. Awesome. You know, us who are over 40 um, males who grew up in South Africa, this is a big thing to get over. And I think we have a long way to go in our peer group just to mm -hmm. get mental health accepted. You know, the boys who went to the army, how many went to counseling and how many are still dealing with those things from those years? But that's a whole different debate. Yeah, no, 100%. From a so business. Actually, yeah, 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 go. Actually, while we're busy talking, you know, on the mental um, health part there of, uh, you know, maybe I can I bring in a little bit from the previous discussion that we had. Mm. You know, the, the one thing, especially from, from a mental health point of view, that is so critical and what I'm currently focusing on a lot as well, I use the Parato principle, um, but I've taken it a little bit to the to the extreme part there, of the, which is the one in the 4% mm. um, of, you know, what do I spend my own? And, and mental health is definitely um, on top of that list. And, you know, what am I doing for myself uh, to make sure that I'm, um, and, and like I said, you know, mentally um, healthy and mentally mm. strong and mm. working towards, um, you know, really unpacking that and, and get the necessary guidance and help. Sure. That is so good. From a business perspective, are you seeing any interesting upswings in our region in South Africa, which weren't there last year? Yes. Um, I definitely am seeing uh, upswing, and again, you know, it, it goes back to that consciousness that we just spoke about. So, you know, the business that I'm involved in, um, there's definitely um, the owners and the, the stakeholders and shareholders within the within these businesses, um, definitely much more conscious about, you know, how do we take business forward? And I don't want to say the new normal. Mm. And we, you know, the only thing that is, um, you know constant in our life has changed mm. um, so I, I don't want to everybody goes back to you know we've had COVID and we're now in this new normal you know it's just changed and we, and we learn to adapt and we are extremely resilient um, as the human species to adapt um, so this consciousness about you know how do we look at doing business differently and the one thing that is really standing out for me is, is that where individuals and business owners are really taking that ownership and accountability on themselves to, to develop first and foremost themselves mm. um, and that, that they are actually responsible for the outcomes in the business. 
mm. and responsible for the direction of the business. So, so really trying to understand and grapple with that, and then how do we take that forward, package that, and then communicate that uh, into the rest of the organization and get everybody aligned mm. uh, so that we work in the same direction and achieve ultimately at the end of the day. That's outstanding. I really like that focus on, you know, it's just change. We've lived through this before. We are just changing. You stay ahead of the game through reading and through reading quite a bit. You had an awesome goal for last year um, regarding reading. What was it and what was your biggest lesson from this? So I initially um, started off to say that I would like to read a book a month. Um, and then I read my first book in a week and I decided, oh, maybe, maybe there's more to this. Um, and then I said, I'm going to read one book a, month, uh, a week. You know, so that's 52 books um, for, the, for the year. And then I realized, hey, but, you know, there's a little bit more capacity. So um, I upped the game and I said, okay, I'm going to aim for two. Um, and then, yeah, last year I ended up at 108. No way. Yeah. 108 books. That is amazing. Books, yeah. What's your secret for getting through them? How do you do this? Consistency. Okay. Consistency. Showing up every single day. Um, I uh, put time in my diary. Uh, it was uh, between 45 minutes and an hour and blocked out uh, all the noise that ring things and things we spoke about a little bit earlier on mm. and just sat down and focused on on consuming that information and learning. Um, so yeah, consistency is key. Show up every day. And are you a visual reader or do you use audio? What, so how it, did you get it, through it? It is a blend of both. Okay. It's a blend of both. So um, I did uh, use Audible quite extensively, but also do a reading just to, you know, obviously keep the eye muscles yeah. working. And, yeah. and, you know, it's, it's a different sense that you engage. So, you know, with audio and what I like about audio is that you engage your hearing sense um, and you, you are able to take notes, you know, pen and paper on your device, uh, be able to take notes. While with reading, it's a little bit slower because you obviously read uh, the, the page and then you go over and you make some notes. So I am, um, you know, there's the school of thought that, you know, you need to use a book and you need to, um, you know, work within the book. Uh, I, I like to leave them in a pristine condition mm. and for when mm. I give them to someone else to consume that information as well. And so I have always a pen and paper handy as well where I take some notes sure. um, on the side so that the, the book uh, always remains nice and, and clean so that I can share that with someone else these 108 books what's your biggest lesson you've taken out of them what's the the golden thread throughout show up every single day give 100 percent, and then at the end of the day that will just make us all prosper as a as a, a gift to our audience i'd love you to send us a list of your top 10 books from last year if you can and then we'll Certainly. share it with them does any one book stand out for you? Or uh, that's quite an unfair question. I mean, you almost need one book a month or one book a week. Uh, what stood out for you at where you were? So, yeah, it, it's maybe we can uh, give it more than one book. Yeah. Um, so, as part of the top 10, um, I will include that in the top 10. And the ones that had a significant, pro profound impact on me yeah. was uh, the book by David Goggins. Um, which is that um, you can't hurt me. Um, that yeah. is that is quite profound. And I have to share that the audio version is a, is a better version of the book than the, than the physical read. Yeah. Uh, there's a fair amount of, um, you know, uh, 
the swearing and profanity in the book or not profanity you know cussing in the book yeah and um, but but at the end of each chapter they dive deeper into the chapter so there's insights that you get from the audible version of the book that you will not get from the book but yeah just showing you know what we are actually capable of so, so i really enjoyed that book sure. another book that, that had a great impact on me was uh, the book by adam grant uh, which uh, talks about Think Again, or the book's the title is Think Again by Adam Grant. Um, and it's just, you know, challenging our own assumptions and our own uh, confirmation biases. Okay. And how do we go back uh, to think again? So, so that was a great book. And then the one that had the deep personal um, impact on me, and, and it's been around for, for many, many years, um, is that Man's Search of Meaning by Viktor wow. Frankl. Um, deep, okay. deep, deep book. A classic, a man's search for meaning. What a tough read. That is a... Okay, I'm just taking a note on that. That is a tough read. Wow. And and you spoke about, um, you know, Boys Don't Cry a little bit earlier on. If you read through that book and you do not shed a tear for what this individual has been through and what has happened in the Holocaust, um, you 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 are extremely... Um, emotionally, extremely <laughs> tough and mature. Uh, you know, it, it really plucked on my heartstrings, and you know there was moments where um, I really just had to to bring myself, um, you know, to, to the fact of what actually happened. And I think I was also very fortunate um, to be um, in. Uh, we went to go and visit Israel a few years ago, and um, to be to the Holocaust Museum. So this book just had additional meaning to what I've sure. seen and experienced there, and yeah. it just. It is, it is profound and deep. Wow. We're going to take a segue into business for a bit here, um, Christo. You moved from a big business into doing your own thing. What was harder than you anticipated when you made that move? Hmm. So I did not really find it significantly hard to move from big business to um, into my own business. I think the main challenge for me was and I think that for our listeners as well as, you know, you're comfortable with, with the paycheck at the end of the month. You are comfortable on delivering at a certain level, productivity level, at a certain level with, within the organization. And the day that you step away from that um, security, I don't want to call it a comfort zone, but the day mm. that you step away from that security, it's not all of a sudden in your own hands. And, and you pretty much determine, you know, what is the path and the direction that you are going to take. So I think the, the biggest thing for me was to, to decouple myself from big business to say that as an individual, I have got intrinsic value. Mm. And as an individual, I have got value that I can add to your business and to business as a whole. Mm. Um, so I would say that that was the biggest um, you know, uh, mindset shift for mm. me to, to say that you know, there's value that, that exists here. And then how do I go out into the world and share that and mm. um, with, with businesses um, across uh, first and foremost South Africa, then Africa, and then ultimately, uh, and Africa will always have a, a very special place um, and first focus um, with, within our businesses, yeah. uh, but then to the rest of the world as well. Oh, that's awesome. So you're doing a number of things, um, and I've spoken, to, uh, I introduced you as an entrepreneur and a coach and all of these, these nice, wonderful titles. But if you had to explain to your granny what you do, how would you explain that? So, yeah, it it comes back to that, explain it to a Um, five-year-old. That is actually a very good one because it it really makes you sit down and think about what you do and what is this value proposition that you bring to the market. 
So I would say that the essence of what I do is, is that I acquire a stake in a business and then yeah. I help the people in the business to develop and grow the business. Okay. Excellent. Now you've, you're doing this and you are adding to people's businesses. When you stumble in your own, who do you go to for help or advice? Yo, so I love that question. Uh, we love to surround us um, with people that, that think like us and that mm. you know will console us in, in the moment when things really go tough. Mm. Um, so I am very fortunate. Um, I have over the years uh, built a nice group of people around me that I can lean on and that I really trust um, with my life. Okay. Um, and they do not tell me what I want to hear. Eh? <laughs> they really give it to me up straight as it is. Um, and, and to me, that is extremely valuable. Um, you know, I think it's easy to go and find advice um, that supports your own, um, you know, assumptions and that support your confirmation biases. But that does not help you to grow. And that does not help you to really unpack and uh, dive deep into what is the core of the issue. Okay. Um, and then you always uh, keep, um, you know, your ego in check and, and stay humble and, be big enough to, to reach out for help. You know, there's that proverbial or that adage that says that the teacher will show up when the student is ready. So, you know, what I found um, throughout my journey in life is, is that there's people with exceptional deep knowledge and insight, um, but they don't readily share that information. And it's not because they don't want to share that information. It is you need to be ready to listen to what they have got to share with you and that advice that they that they bring and insight that they bring to the table. Otherwise, it's just that... Um, you know, you get to you get those people that ask for a lot of advice and ask for a lot of insight, and mm. then you share that with them, mm. and then they walk away and they go and do the exact opposite with what yeah. you've shared. And it's not to say that they need to apply what you have um, shared with them, but you know, at least give it a little bit of thought and and consider your actions before you just go out and do so. So you plant the seed, and you 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 take your network, and they give you seeds, and then you see what you want to plant and sow. Okay, I get yes. that. I get that. Um, when you are working now and you've gone on your own from corporate where everything was looked after, you've started your own thing. What is in your toolbox that's essential from you for for you to be effective in business? Um, so, from a from a um, psychological point of view, is to always stay curious. Okay. To just be curious. Just unpack it. Just um, you know, look at it from all the different angles. Um, and the one thing, you know, with reading all the books and, you know, I've studied quite extensively as well, and I continue to study. The, the one thing that, that I notice is that the more, and, and this is, um, you know, this is not my own work. Um, this comes from people much more clever and giants uh, before me. The more that you read, the more that you study, the more you realize how little you actually know. Okay. You know, and that, and that is a great thing because it just keeps that curiosity alive and keeps that curiosity flowing and growing and being really curious about where you find yourself. So from a from a from a psychological point of view, um, I would say that that is that is definitely one of the tools um, or, or abilities or skills um, that you can own. Okay. And then from a physical um, tool perspective, um, mobile phone and cloud storage. Hey, eh? if you've got those two. You are pretty much uh, free to go anywhere in the world. You just need a good, um, you know, mobile connection, and uh, anything that you've saved on your on your laptop um, is available in the cloud, so you can pretty much access anything anywhere in the world. And the simplicity is you—it's enabling you to talk to your customer where you need to be. Okay, exactly. I like that. I, I really like that. 
Um, going on to another a deeper question, what's the status quo you reject and why about owning your own business? Mm, status quo. Um, so I would say that this is not necessarily just in my own business, but um, in life um, as whole, you know, as a whole, um, where people say, let's not rock the boat. You know, let's just keep smooth sailing. Let's not rock the boat. I think that, you know, we steal from ourselves when, when we don't test our own assumptions um, okay. and our confirmation biases. And, you know, the thing is that this is a robust process um, and there is a degree of candor that, that this process requires. So uh, if we want to move forward and if we want to be, you know, bring everybody along on the journey, uh, we, we need to, to just challenge and that let's not drop the boat status quo. I like that. You didn't just start your business and be successful. Um, what's made it possible, but what was difficult those first six months? So... I would say that the thing that really um, enabled me to to give up big business was the was the relationships that, that I've built over a period of time. You know, if you've got a good, deep, meaningful relationships, that goes a long way. And it's not just relationships, you know, with with friends and families. That's business relationships as well. So that relationships helped me a lot, as well as a network. And that network needs to be as you know with as much. Um, and many diverse people that you can find uh, being part of that network and as much and as many diverse industries um, will really help you to just look at your at your business in a different angle. And, you know, I think that there's this tendency on LinkedIn that we just allow people to follow us and, and we mm. just climb in and, and mm. want to build a big, massive network. Mm. Uh, you know, rather be a little bit more focused in your approach within your network and, and when I accept that, you know, how does this add to where I ultimately want to to end up at, with my businesses and mm. end up in life with? So, you know, I don't always accept everybody's, um, you know, friend request uh, mm. based on, you know, what does that look like? And I love hearing from people. So every now and again, I need to test that own assumption and that unconfirmation bias mm. of myself as well mm. to make sure, you know, is this individual going to add value Mm. And, and can I add value to the individual? And, and then the other one that is critically important is that you need to have that self-belief in you, right? You need to have okay. that self-belief. Self-belief is a big thing that comes through again and again and again. Um, if, if I mean, you've almost answered the question, but I'm going to ask, answer, ask it anyway. Many people want to start their own businesses. They want to step away from the confines of the corridors of, of, of formal business. What's your advice to them? What's your three pieces of advice? We've got belief. You can't go into that one again. We've got cloud and a mobile phone. I love that. That's really good for a toolkit. But what is your advice of your learnings from owning your own business? Perfect timing does not exist or very rarely exist. Okay. So just get going. Just Just get going. Okay. And and that might be, you know, start with something small on the side, you know, for side hustle. Um, get your feet wet. Go and okay. test your business idea and, and your, your business assumptions with real customers. Okay. Do not go and test them with friends and family because friends and family will always give you a biased answer. Okay. So go and test it with, with, with real customers out in the market. Go and have and get an understanding of, you know, how your value proposition will land. And the question that you've asked a little bit earlier about um, explaining it to your granny, 
make that part of your 30 second pitch when you speak to people you know we all engage with people on a daily basis yeah you know put put that out there so so i would say that that is definitely one and then if if the if the immediate big jump um, of going from from big business or from your corporate gig into into your own business see if you can't start a little side hustle on the side and just get mm. going um, mm. and get comfortable with the idea of working for yourself um, you know it's progress over perfection i love that i love it. so get going before you get good side mm. hustle can minimize the risk to you if you if you don't want to dive into it um and perfect timing never exists so test the market up test the market mm. if people won't buy it don't do it exactly yeah no, exactly. I, I really like that um what do you think the wow factor is that makes christo an an important ingredient in the team so i would say uh, definitely being able to connect the seemingly unrelated um, and i i attribute the skill or ability to my curiosity um, definitely being able um, to, to look at things differently um, and, and bring something new uh, to the fore or just not necessarily new but something different to the fore um, and I would say that my second ability um, coupled with that is to build um, lasting meaningful relationships okay. okay so those those that human factor comes through again and again and again enabling business through being human because people do business with people so, and I can attest to that. That's really a skill of yours. Christo, if you were presiding over a banquet and you were opening a, a banquet to South African leaders and business people, what would the, the opening statement be for 2022 as you look forward? What would your wish be for 2022? Um, I think that we alluded a little bit earlier on, um, on this specific point. I, I would say, um, shut up give 100% in the moment um, and be pres uh, present in the moment. Um, and I believe that by doing that, we will prosper because we have invested in our uh, and immersed ourselves fully in that moment. Okay. Oh, I like that. That's very nice. And do you think that there is a common problem that business um, um, owners from South Africa are dealing with? And what is that? Yes, um, and I don't want to get into the circle of, um, you know, concern where, where mm. we talk about government and policies mm. and, and, and all of that. Um, I don't want to say nonsense, but with all of that, because we've got no control over it. But on yeah. our circle of influence, I think that the thing, the biggest one that's currently rearing its head, and it's not just in small business, I think it's in business overall in South Africa, and not just in South Africa, I'll even go so far to say global, is... How do we take what we have learned from COVID-19 and the lockdowns? We were extremely adaptable and um, we changed quite quickly to get people to work from pretty much anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. and, and we managed to deliver results uh, during this time of uncertainty. But there's now this tendency where we want to get people back into the offices and we want to get our eyes on, on people. So how do we... Mm -hmm. how do we create or how do we build or how do we adopt the skill that we develop to really set goals clearly, mm -hmm. set objectives clearly and allow people to deliver um, against those objectives and goals. So it's almost like we want to return to, to pre-pandemic um, years uh, mm -hmm. where 
where we want to manage people physically mm. instead mm. of managing the, mm. the results and the, mm. the goals. Mm. I like that. So do you think that um, quite a bit of that mid-management or management layer is equipped enough or have we got a lot of imposter syndrome going down there? I think that we need to test that um, that assumption. Um, I think that they, uh, I think that it will be an injustice for me to say that I believe that there's a lot of mid-management that do not have the capability. I think that we have got great leaders within South Africa at all levels within organizations. Okay. I think as organizations, we need to sit first and foremost with ourselves um, and test when, when we ask people to, to come into this hybrid model um, you know, why are we asking this? Why, mm. why do we want to do this? You know, mm. um, I mean, if you go and look at the statistics, uh, on average, people spend um, 45 hours a year in traffic uh, or in congested traffic, you know. So, yeah. so that is roughly one week a year where you just remove productivity out of your business. Yeah. So uh, I think we need to just challenge that thinking and that status quo to say that we need to have people around us. I understand the, the context um, and the notion of, you know, the, the culture of the business and we are sociable creatures. But I do believe there's different ways of still having that uh, within your organization and delivering great results mm. um, without having people in the office. Oh, I like that. And um, the cultural side becomes quite an interesting one at how do we maintain a culture um, and how do we maintain a culture that we want if we are remote? And I, I you know, we, we, we can dive into that at a separate discussion, but it's quite interesting how people are building culture in a remote world and mm. what makes up that culture and that around here, we do things this way. Um, tell me if, if you had to um, talk to a, um, a class of graduates, I know you're working with um, um, a couple of graduates and you are, are going to be walking their journey with them. If you're talking to graduates today about them going into the world, what would you say, what advice would you give them from a world perspective of where they're going into of work? Be open-minded. Be open-minded. And again, you know, uh, potentially I'm too much on this. Just test your assumptions. Okay. And learn from as many people as you can. Okay. And, and that is not necessarily saying that you can only learn from learned people be open-minded enough to go out every single day and at the end of the day when you reflect look at what have i learned that can be something as simple as when you stopped on the side of the the road or at the robot and there was an individual uh, running a small business uh, trying to sell something to you you know you you are not forced to buy anything from him but nothing stops you to be courteous and have a conversation with that individual and learn something Sure. Oh, I like that. Be open to the world. So in this connected world where we are online all the time, you seem to be bringing back humanity the whole. Uh, is that quite important to you, these uh, real-life connections? Yeah, I think that, you know, like you said, you know, uh, with pretty much the world's um, information and knowledge at our fingertips, we, we are busy losing this is my, my perception. We are busy losing the ability to, to really communicate with, with, with one another and, and have that meaningful relationships. And what you read in a book 
an individual brought that or what you read on a podcast or listen to on a podcast an individual brought that to the table and there's so much more behind that little bit of information that you can read mm. um, on the net uh, deeper learning that you can get to and, and we tend to walk away from that and mm. hence why i said if you look if you listen to the can't hurt me um, audiobook there's so much more deeper learning after each chapter than just reading the pages of the chapter mm. so yes that that human connection for me is is um, key awesome thank you very much as we summarize here, um, I don't know your world as much as I'd like to. So what is the one question you wish that I'd asked you? And I think it just goes back to what I've shared with you. I would say, you know, what is the ability or the skill that um, we as humanity pay little attention to? Okay. And, and, my that's answer to mm. and my answer to that will be is um, the ability to clearly communicate with no or little ambiguity. Awesome. Awesome. I really, that communication, because we talk doesn't mean we communicate, is it? I mean, we look at so many problems throughout our continent, throughout our suburbs, throughout our lives, which are actually communication issues. But we've been shouting at each other for so long, but no one's hearing anything. So last one, take out your phone. What was the last, what was the last song that you had playing on there? So um, I do like Spotify quite a lot. Um, and not Joe surprise, Rogan. So, no, 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 no. Not so Joe Rogan. Music, no, not Joe Rogan. Um, <laughs> yeah, for obvious reasons. So <laughs> the last song that I listened to was uh, Shangri-La by Yevils Fantastis. And it's actually the Trezor uh, cover there of uh, brilliant, 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 brilliant song. Thank you very much. That's going to be my, my Friday playlist. Christo Janssen from Rensburg. What an absolute pleasure to have you in with us. Thank you very much for giving us a little bit of your time. As you go forward into your Friday, and it's quite a packed day, I wish you all the blessings. I wish you no traffic and just be wonderful. Carry on doing what you're doing. Thank you so much and good luck, good luck with Technovest. Thank you very, very much, Dan. I really appreciate the time and the great questions that you've asked. Also have a fantastic Friday and a great weekend. 